This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to A Real Man Wood Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host from Rotowire. And I'm joined by my usual co-host, Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. What's going on, dude? How you doing? Doing pretty well. Um, you got any big plans for Thanksgiving? Actually, so your fan, Emily, she, right. she and her husband live out in uh, a suburb of Lisbon called Estoril, and it's kind, of, it's kind of nice. It's kind of a fancy suburb, and since Heather and Sasha are in L.A., I'm going to take the train up the coast to their place. It's like a half-hour train ride and then a 10-minute Uber ride and uh, hang out with them, and I don't know who's going to be there, some family, friends, I don't know who else they're having over. Nice, yeah, well, there you go. My next question is pretty easy. So how are things going, and uh, you've got the house all to yourself, ready to cause any trouble? Uh, it's, it's gone well, actually. You know, I had actually had people over on Saturday, which is funny. Uh, you know uh, Massey Peabody, the, uh, prediction, the uh, website that they pick the games against the spread? Yep. Ruf- Rufus Peabody is actually in Lisbon for a month, and I've been hanging out with him a little bit, and he and his friend came over, and I cooked some food, and we watched the games. I think they bet quite a bit per game. I don't know if I should be saying it on the podcast. I won't, just to keep the confidentiality, but it's pretty funny how much is uh, on the line for them, you know, every single ridiculous, like like that defensive touchdown in the Miami-Tampa game that put it, put, sent it to the over, uh, cost right. them quite a bit of money. That last second, like, lateral play that ended up being a defensive touchdown. That's becoming far too common, by the way. Like, that's just, that's a, that's a terrible way to, to lose a bet. I'm sorry. Well, I, you know, of course, we had the Browns this week, and um, I think they were a unanimous pick, the Browns. Maybe not. Maybe Stopa had the Jaguars or something. But, you know, that was horrible. It was just, just go for and out, man, you know? Just lose the normal way. Like, just, you don't, you don't have to give up a touchdown on a fumble. It's just not necessary. I think the only unanimous one we had was were the Steelers who covered, actually, I think. Instead. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that was good. I haven't looked up my record from last week. I think it's probably 7-6-1-ish, 6-7-1. It's, it's one of those two. I, I know I lost Sunday and Monday night, and we went 2-3. and three, And basically all the ones you like lost and the ones I liked won. I had Jacksonville and DFS last week, by the way, so I, I wasn't too sad about that late defensive touchdown, but... Yeah, what, what were the ones we lost last week? Yeah, Dallas. I, oh, man, they keep just – that. we actually lost points. You know, we, uh, a couple couple spreads were in, interestingly went our way. We settled on the Patriots minus seven, and, and it turned out that the Super Contest was down to six and a half, and Seahawks, we only gave two and a half, not three. Not that that mattered. But, um, 
Well, yeah, Dallas jumped up to like six and a half, by the way, the actual spread come game time. It should have jumped up to like 20 and a half. Uh, you know, <laughs> it should have. Dallas, yeah. terrible. But, you know, you suggested some horrible picks again. Your best bet was the Saints. You're horrible. My best bet was the Patriots. And well, my second that, best bet was, was, the, was the Chargers. I'll tell you this. The Patriots should have been the best bet of the year. Like, there was no yeah. point at which I ever doubted it, not even during the game, leading up to the game. Like, usually I'm very ambivalent. I'm like, ah, I can see both sides. You know, I'm not sure I can envision either thing happening. I just honestly could not envision the Patriots not easily covering that spread. No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, o- Oakland's defense is so bad. They don't have an interception on the air, and they're tied for the last in, in sacks. That's a horrible combo. It's yeah, no, they're last in DVOA, everything. And the, and the Patriots are just playing so much better defensively. It's uh, yeah, that team's awesome. And that was such a sure thing. And especially obviously in hindsight, but even beforehand you did, I mean, I was super confident about using them and uh, usually, and I think it's overcorrected itself this week. We'll talk about that later, but new England is now getting treated as, you know, the best team in the league basically. Yeah. At this point, I probably take the dolphins just because mm-hmm. we'll get to that game, but yeah. You know, just out of principle when it gets that big and it just seems like that, you know, those teams are familiar and it's a good, it's a really good buy low on the Dolphins who are terrible. But let's, let's start with the Thanksgiving games. Unless okay. you have anything else for me, unless you have something going on in your life. It's not really that exciting. I had people over, I went out, uh, actually met Rufus. He was hanging out with like his, this crew that he knows out here that he's traveling with. Got a couple drinks, but that was nothing. I went out on Thursday night and actually got rocked. Heather's friend, Heather's a friend in the wine business, guy Brian, and he's out here, and we've been talking about starting opening a wine bar, and I have this idea for a wine bar, and there's one dish I really know how to make, and it's basically like a, a beef stew, like just root vegetables and garlic and herbs and meat, and you just put it in a pot. It's super easy. You pour some wine into it. Really, a nutless monkey could make this stew, but I've just got good at it because it's easy, and... I was thinking, like, you know, you serve wine, and then you just have, like, a huge cauldron of the stew, which is cheap to buy. All the root vegetables are super cheap. And even the meat, it's the cut of meat for stew is, is a cheap cut, even if you're getting organic meat. And you just have this wine bar, small bar, and because Heather and Brian are, like, importing some, well, they're helping export the wines from these wineries to the U.S. and working with these importers, importers will be like, we'll buy 12 cases, and they buy it at, like, a wholesale price. We could be like, well, let's just get 13, and we just take one of them at a wholesale price for the bar. So the wine becomes super cheap. The old wine gets dumped into the stew, and uh, the stew is, like, so easy to make. And I just figure if people are drinking red wine for, like, two hours, and it's, like, time to go get dinner, but instead they can buy a six-euro bowl of delicious stew... They'll probably just stay, eat the stew. It's super wholesome and healthy and just keep drinking all night. So that was my idea, and uh, he was into it. Brian's actually way more of like a real cook. He's like a sommelier and a cook. So he wanted to uh, smoke some Texas barbecue that he knows how to make, just like some famous place in Austin where there's lines out the door. He's like, I can replicate that. I can build the smoker. He's like, but stew in that or whatever. We can even put the, you know, the, some of the brisket in the stew or whatever. And so we're thinking of opening this wine bar. But anyway, we went out had a few glasses of wine and cider at this place, this French place. And then he br- he had a backpack with this rum he wanted me to taste. And I tasted quite a lot of it. And then we had some more wine at dinner and I was almost blacked out. Nice. That so, sounds good. Yeah, it's been good, man. It's, it's been all right. And I went to yoga class the next day, even though I was hungover. <laughs> I walked around the city. Don't tell anyone I went to yoga class. As a real man would, that has no place in a real man would podcast. That's very embarrassing. I should, I'm not going to edit it out. 
I'm not going to edit it out, but I will acknowledge that I should not have said that. It's bad for my image. I'm not, not that I'm the real man, but it's just bad for the image of the real man podcast. Yeah, that's true. That's even, true. even to have, you know, anything remotely associated with that. Anyway, I just, you know, I thought I'd be like kind of lost. Like, Oh, what am I going to do? You know, you, when you, when you know how it is, man, you're married. It's like when you, when you, all your social things are with your wife, right? Yeah. And just the day to day things I take for granted too. I'm sure. It's like, it's crazy. It's like now I have to hire a prostitute to like handle some of the day to day. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The cab <laughs> runs up on you. <laughs> it's really expensive. What I'm actually saying is that it's been better than I thought. It hasn't been as, you know, cause it, Lisbon's kind of a nice city to walk to walk through. And so just going to like the farmer's market and buying like the, the vegetables, you know, that I cooked and those dudes were, they seemed to like the stew cause they ate a lot of it and, uh, and the sauerkraut I made. So that's always a good, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter what people say when you cook, if they're like, ah, oh, man, this is delicious. This is great. I really like this. That doesn't mean shit. But if they have like three helpings and they're like eating the whole jar of sauerkraut, you're like, yeah, they like, you know what I mean? It's, it's all in the action. You never listen to people will always say things to be nice if they come over and eat and drink at your house. But if they eat like third helpings, they've already done more than polite. They're just, they actually like it. Right. For sure. That's it. You just sit there and say nothing. You you don't have anything going on in your boring ass life. Um, nothing too exciting. Um, I got a couple things to run by you um, real quick before we get to the game. So, do you remember last week we were actually talking specifically about like the the rare instance when a punt team touches the ball first, and that receiving team can pick it up with impunity and, and lose a fumble, but the person you're inevitably watching it with screams. Do, do you remember this scenario? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, this very much happened uh, in the Texans game. And the guy, so the, the kick team touched it, and then the guy picked it up, and then he ran and lost like six yards and was tackled in the end zone. For a safety. So I, I thought of us. Oh, no, uh, it wasn't a safety. It wasn't. You, can, you can't lose yards? You're Exactly. Yes, they put it at the one-yard line. So you can lose yards, but you cannot get a safety just like you cannot lose a fumble. So I, just, I thought of the fact that we just talked about that, and I did not know what the answer was, but there it is if you ever come across that before. That's really weird. I thought you couldn't. I didn't realize that. I thought like if you, if if the kicking team touches it, then if you try to pick it up and aren't clean with it, it's not a recovery for them. You know, even if you touch it, I didn't realize once you have possession, you can't get a safety. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and you, well, no, I don't. I don't think you can even lose a fumble even when you do have possession. Really? So if the other team touches it, what I would do is I pick it up and I just roll it backwards into the end zone and say, "Go get it." Right. Enjoy, enjoy yourself. What happens if the other team recovers it in the end zone? Where, where, where is it placed? Yeah, good question. I don't let's know say, that. Let's say they touch it at the 10 first while it's still moving, and then you pick it up and roll it backwards through the back of the end zone. What is that? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a great they question. They don't know. They don't know this shit. I, you know, it's like the amount of rules. They don't know them. They don't really know what the rule is. I guarantee there's no rule for that. Right. I just thought it was funny that we had just talked about it and then a variation came up, came across that I had never even seen before. But no, they did not rule it a safety. So always pick up the ball, I guess, in that instance. Um, another one, more of a philosophical question that I just wanted to, to posit to you. What You know, you're one of the main uh, fantasy guys in the industry who, uh, how, how do you get away with not answering weekly lineup questions, Liz? I've been meaning to ask you this. I, I want your, okay. your general take on it and, and how you get away with not having to do it whatsoever. I, I love it. Yeah, I just don't do it. First of all, I ask them. If anyone asks me, I just, I just point them to Jeff's column and say, I don't answer, I ask. Sometimes I'll put like tough calls out there, and people mm-hmm. are very happy to answer my question. They, they want to tell me what's what, which is great. I sometimes do the opposite, but I sometimes just want to get the pulse. Uh, you know, it just helps me clarify my thoughts sometimes. But 
I'll say a few things. Like, my columns aren't that – I mean, the, the East Coast offense, the observations are pretty fantasy heavy, but, like, it's beating the book, staff picks, survivor. Like, those three columns are not really fantasy. And on XM, obviously, I talk fantasy, but I'm also, like, just talking a lot of shit about whatever. And obviously, on this podcast, it's the same thing. We talk, you know, the spreads. We'll, we'll talk fantasy a little bit, but there's just so much of it out there. You know, is it, my voice being added to that is just not important. Now, I do only have 13,000 followers, so, like, if I answered everybody's fantasy question, maybe I'd have a lot more followers. Maybe people would really want to connect with me so that I could help them out. But I just... You know, I just don't like it, man. Make up your own fucking mind. I understand, like, Jeff's value meter is good. It gives them a nice list that they can look at. But, you know, I mean, it's your, you know the context of your own team. You can't really articulate it that clearly in, on Twitter. There's, there's all sorts of league oddities that, you know, someone else answering your question doesn't know about. Or you're 5-7 and seven and you need a win this week, absolutely. And the other guys, Thursday night guys went off. So you need the much riskier guy. Or, you know, who knows what the exact circumstances are. I just, I just don't think it's, you know, whatever, knock yourself out if you want to do it, but it's just not my thing. And I don't, I don't really think it's helping people that much. And it's just, <laughs> I don't want to be on the hook for your team. I have enough stress fucking figuring out my own teams, you know, like I don't want to be on the hook for your fucking bad decision that you're going to make. <laughs> I, 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 there's no argument here. I totally get what you're talking about. I don't give from. a fuck about your team. I mean, I look, I want people to do well, obviously, you know, if I give them a decision, I, I hope it's right. But like, it's just not my responsibility, man. You know, I, I don't know why, I don't know where this thing has or, or, originated. I just think people want followers and attention. So they answer questions. The worst, and I've muted a lot of the guys in the industry who are the guys who post, they'll quote the question and they'll write an answer. Right. So like, so it's in everybody's feed and you're like, Dude, no one gives a fuck. That's your particular person that you're helping. And it may have gotten you a follower for life, and it might have, you know, whatever the transaction, that maybe they'll subscribe to your site or whatever it is, but why the fuck are you posting that in my feed? You know, what would you expect me to... Why, why would you think that anyone else would want to read that garbage? <laughs> yes. Uh, um, no, I mean, are, are, do you disagree with that? No, no, I, I totally agree. You know, I, just do that in private. You know, it's like certain things you do in private, right? We don't do things, certain things in public. Yeah, there are some more than others. But yeah. yeah. And, and that's one of them, you know, answering questions to randoms. You have a little appointment with the random in a quiet part. You do it in a quiet place, in a quiet, isolated place. Please don't post it in my feed. <laughs> All right. One more, one more thing. It's uh, I see it in the news. Right? I actually have a friend whom, you know, asked your opinion, asked me to ask you your opinion of this. I'm uh, frankly, I'm ignorant on the subject, but will you just give a couple minutes of your thoughts and opinions on net neutrality? Well, yeah. So I, my obvious opinion is you have to have net neutrality. You can't have these for-profit corporations deciding, oh, well, you know, it's, Comcast, so you can't see RotoWire. You can only see RotoWorld notes because Comcast owns NBC, which owns RotoWorld. By the way, you have a choice between an independent small company or Comcast. That's one of your choices in life. But either way, obviously, um, there's something really good about you pay the provider and you get everything. And it's a democracy, right? But we're having a lot of very uh, interesting things going on in society. Like one is Google is deciding like to shut down fake news. So if something they think is Russian propaganda or whatever, they're going to shut it down. So now Google, based on the government's guidelines, is going to be the arbiter of you know, what you're allowed to see. That's very dangerous for obvious reasons. You could see what could, go, what could possibly go wrong. These uh, tech oligarchs are the arbiters of what you can even see. And then you have these 
telecom companies, ISPs, deciding what you know services are going to be prioritized, which is basically what can you see because you're you're not going to go to some site that's super slow. So that obviously is a, a very bad thing. But um, a guy who I follow on Twitter, this guy Matt Stoller, made an interesting point saying. You know, these telecoms have so little regulation. The littlest, tiniest regulation was net neutrality. It was a very small thing. Like, by the way, just don't change the speed of the stuff you're offering. They get away with all sorts of shit. They're huge monopolies. Nobody's cracked down on them. Well, if people don't like this and they're used to net neutrality and, you know, Comcast is making it hard to go to some of the sites you actually like and people don't like it, there may be a big push for some antitrust where these companies get broken up and there's actually more competition in broadband. And the provider that says, you know what, we're going to allow everything neutrally, equally. Everyone's going to sign up with them if there's competition, right? Why the fuck would you sign up with Comcast if Comcast is slowing down a lot of the shit that you like and the competitor is allowing you to do it the way you used to do it? You see what I'm saying? Like, so I'm obviously for net neutrality, but them trying to get rid of this might be a real overplay of their hand that might uh, result in a huge anti-monopoly backlash and some antitrust issues that end up putting them out of business. Well, what do you think the outcome is going to be? I don't know enough about like where the laws and stuff like that, but if that passes, if we have this sort of non-neutral internet from ISPs, I think a lot of people are going to be really pissed who are not like, you know, on Twitter talking about it, but just people who don't really know about it are going to know about it when they have to sign up for internet service, right? Regular people are going to realize this once it happens. And if it does, then there may be a lot of pressure to break up these companies, which is long overdue. I mean, I have to say like, you know, at least, you know, say we want about Trump and I'm no fan of him, but He's trying to stop this AT&T Time Warner merger. The Obama administration and the Bush administration before that didn't stop any mergers. And that's why we have this horrible situation where we have all these monopolies from airlines to internet providers to cable companies and, and net neutrality is you know, such a, a huge thing because of it. Right. Right. right ready to talk about these games? Yeah, let's talk about these games. There's one other thing. Oh, I want to say two things. One is, if anyone listening um, knows the best place to store Bitcoin, the best wallet to use, very curious, because the way I have it now, I'm not satisfied with my situation. I don't want to get too specific, but um, I'd like to know an excellent Bitcoin wallet, okay, for somebody with a moderate amount of Bitcoin, not yet breaking the bank, although if the thing keeps going up, who knows? And then two been remiss from not mentioning this. If you want to sign up for Rotowire, the site, if you enjoy this podcast, rotowire.com slash pod is a free 10-day trial. You do not need a credit card. So, you know, I went on a rant on the XM show today basically saying, you know, marketing is all fucking bullshit. Like like our show, before it comes in, it says, you'll win more championships by listening to Rotowire. And like, who the fuck knows if that's true? You know, how do we, how do we prove that? We have no idea if you'll win more championships listening to us. Nobody fucking knows. All the shit you hear is just bullshit. It's totally made up. But us giving you 10 free days to decide for yourself if it's useful is not bullshit. You can actually do that. You don't have to pay. After 10 days, you can decide whether you want to pay and you've already sampled the product. Again, it's rotowire.com slash pod. If you're not a subscriber, highly encourage you to check it out. And then also, is it a big pain after the 10 days are up? Was it a big? No, there's no pain. It's just you just can't get in if you if you don't pay. Yeah, you I mean, mean you don't have to do anything. It just lapses, huh? Yeah, it just lapses. It's like you go on day eleven and you're like, oh shit, I can't log in. My login doesn't work anymore. That's it. You don't I'm trying have to, to throw you a bone here. Trying yeah, to no, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm working <laughs> with you, man. Don't I, I hear you? I, I I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's actually good because I'm always very suspicious. Like, no, I'm not going to give you my credit card and I got to fucking remember to cancel. And then there's going to be like a whole time of thirty minutes. No, it's, this is not like that, right? You don't have to do shit. You just sign up, 
get the trial, rotowire.com slash pod. And after 10 days, day 11, you're like, ah, I can't log in. Do I want to pay? Nah, I hated that shit. It was horrible. You yep. just don't, it doesn't follow you around. That's it. You're done. There's no bill coming to you. So that, that's what's good about it. The last thing I want to say is thanks to that dude who was antagonizing me two weeks ago. We got like a million reviews and stars, which was great. But, but keep it up. There's no reason just because some uh, lunatic is trying to shut me down that that's the only reason you guys should star it or like it if you actually like it. So again, you know, well, there's links to iTunes and it's uh, and links to the, uh, on Twitter, links to the podcast. Please, uh, Give it five stars. Make a comment. You know, you can talk shit about Dalton. Some dude talked shit and said he liked the podcast and how you've been owning me in these side bets. So I didn't like that. But yeah, as long as you give it five stars, I'll, I'll tolerate it. The, the other thing is you uh, are going to lose those uh, Brandon Cooks. We have Brandon Cooks against Hogan, and we have mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks against Diggs. So that's going to be, unfortunately, those are only $20 bets, but I'll, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, Cooks made me very happy in DFS last week. I, I, I'm more than happy to pay that up. That's, that's fine. All right. And you need to buy some Bitcoin. Trevor, Trevor Ray paid me $20 bet in Bitcoin. It's now worth $82 what he paid me, that 20 So is it too late, though? It's, well, I mean, it's not too late. You know, this, this, trade, this book um, by this trader that I, that I, that I read, it was like in the 20s or 30s, this guy, Reminiscences of a Stock Operator, a friend of mine gave me the book. I think the guy ended up committing suicide. But anyway, he was a very wealthy trader for a while. And he said that the reason, the way he got rich was he never bought at the low and he never sold at the high. And what he meant by that was he never, just because something had gone up from the bottom, just because he didn't get on the ground floor, he was never like, oh, I missed it. If it was still a good investment, he would still invest. And he never sold at the high, meaning if he made a huge profit, he would get out, even though you know, maybe it wasn't the top, he didn't try to time the top, right? He, was, he, would, right. he would take his profits and he would get in even if he was a little bit late. So... I kind of, you know, that's my view on it. It, it, It's obviously, I wish I'd gotten in at $10 a Bitcoin or $800 a Bitcoin. I got in at $4,600 and now it's worth $8,200 or something. Right. right. So you can get an $8,200 and it's worth $50,000. You won't really care whether it was $8,200 or $4,400. Yeah. Real man man has at least one Bitcoin. Okay. (laughs) And a couple of Ether. I'll look into it as soon as we're done. Just get some. Just get some. Just don't fucking question. Just get some. Next, by the next podcast, you're going to own some of that shit. Take right. winnings How from that, that stupid uh, World Series bet and turn it into some yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah, okay. All right. So, we'll do. all right, let's go over these games. You got anything else? Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. Dude, I've, been, uh, I've, been watching, I've been watching Ray Donovan, the show. You ever watch that? Yes, I've watched every episode, uh, sadly to say. It's, it's, it's a guilty pleasure is what you'd call it. Yeah, I, I really like John Voight. I'm only like a season and a half in. I just love that dude. He's just such... Just has such a good attitude. Uh, I just I feel like it's a bit over the top, but I, I have watched every episode, so it must entertain me enough to keep going. So yeah, I, I feel uh, yeah. like in twenty five years I want to be like John Voight. I mean, yeah. not not quite as not quite having the past that he had, but just the way he handles yeah. shit. I really I respect that dude. It's it's just such a good attitude, Mickey, yeah, Mickey that, Donovan. That, that that show is very melodramatic, but he always gets nominated for Emmys for that role. He's so good. He's just so good. He's just such a like just. It's just a role model for me, basically. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, so, keep watching it. I want, right. I, want, I want your opinion. Okay. No, the dude is a role model. Okay. Um, let's go over the Thanksgiving games. Early game is Minnesota minus three. It looks like two and a half, three at Detroit. I think I know who I'm going to take. What side are you on? First of all, that, this would be fun, man, if playing DFS, three games, three standalone games on Thanksgiving, that'll be a, a fun slate for sure. I'm going to be a degenerate, more interested in that and, and gambling than 
than family. But, um, uh, well, it kind of really matters if it's two and a half or three here. Um, I know that you should come in on the short week. You love the, the home team reflexively, but I picked right now tentatively the Vikings. I liked it a lot more, obviously, when it was under the hook, you know, under the three. But um, let me guess, Detroit for you? I'm taking Detroit, yeah. I, I just think... This is really good. I mean, they're the two they seed are, right they now. They are really good. They're really, but, really good. But Detroit's at least average. They're about average. And this, this line would be nine in Minnesota. I mean, this is a pretty big line. I mean, it it's this, you know, this, for an average team to be getting nine in Minnesota, they're getting three at home. I like the home team on the short week, as you said, and Stafford's played a lot better. And, you know, it's Keenum on this national Thanksgiving thing. I'll take Detroit. Stafford is playing a lot better. I will, I will give you that. I think Golden Tate's going to have a good game. Yeah, he might. Yeah, Rhodes probably won't be matched up with him as much. But, um, yeah, I, I, I would stay away. <laughs> the problem is I'm going to have to bet on this because it's first game on Thanksgiving. Of course. But this is a, a smart person would stay away from this. I kind of like Detroit. All right. Okay. Right. okay. Um, Chargers minus one or pick them. It's very close. Actually, it's pick them now. Chargers, Dallas, pick them. Well, I'm stubbornly sticking with Dallas, but they might just be done. I mean, the, the, the injuries might have just, you know, totally been too much for them. Although Alfred Morris, his yards per carry has been just fine, and he's getting, you know, 18 carries a game. I still think he'll be fine fantasy-wise. Uh, the Chargers can beat anyone, can lose to anyone. Um, I, I, took, I took Dallas here, but that's tough. Uh, this should be the shootout. This is the game you're going to want most of your fantasy guys uh, involving Thanksgiving. Is it going to be a shootout? Because the Chargers defense is pretty good, and Dallas cannot stretch the field. Yeah, yeah they're and, and, and yeah, Des Bryant's getting the, like the second lowest yards per target among all qualified wide receivers this season. That's crazy. Yeah, well, they're just not really throwing down the field to him. Then whenever they throw to him, he gets tackled right away because someone's right on him. He's just not getting open, and they're not sending him down on deeper routes. So I don't really understand it. But maybe he's well, just the total is forty-eight points on this. So who, who do you like? Um. I think I feel like a contrarian Dallas pick, but I got to think about it. I'm not sure. All right, it's Tuesday Fair. night, so I haven't. I'm going to solidify and finalize. The Chargers are the better team, though. I think. Yeah, I'm, I might have to take the Chargers. I don't know. I'm, I'm 50-50. Who do you like here? Dallas. I said I'm sticking with Dallas. Oh. Yeah, I'm sticking. With Dallas, but don't worry. Oh. All right, uh, Giants plus seven. I see it in seven and a half in a couple places. Hopefully, it goes up by tomorrow when I finalize at uh, Washington. Who do you like? Wait, so you gave away your pick, I think, there. Um, I laid the points here. Washington's really good. Uh, P. Ryan's got to be the, the main pickup of the week by far in fantasy. He looked good for the first time uh, once uh, you know Chris Thompson went down. But Thompson could matter quite a bit. I get that. Giants, I don't understand what happened. Andy Reid, 16-2, and two, coming off a bye. Uh, Giants totally banged up, no Shepard, and they hold the Chiefs without a touchdown for five quarters, essentially. Just, just crazy. But I'm selling eye here. Night game, short week, uh, Washington's very, very good. So I'm going to take them and lay the touchdown here. Yeah, I'm kind of torn. I can see that. I don't think it's crazy. I do think the Giants, like they've graded out all year, sort of like a 7-9 and nine type of team, not like a 2-14 and 14 team. And they're yeah. getting a decent amount of points. And Washington's so banged up. The offensive line, Thompson, Pryor, Reed. You know, Cousins is pretty yeah. good, but... They're pretty banged up. And Vernon Davis would go nuts against this team. Can't probably. Stop tight end. Probably. But I don't know. I got to think about it. I, I think I'm inclined to take the Giants, but I'm not strong on it. Dark was pretty good, huh? Yeah, the Dark Horse. I mean, how is this nickname yeah. about the Dark Horse? Yeah. He was Horse. literally a Dark Horse to win the job, and his name is Darkwa. Yeah, what, did this Shepherd, uh, did he ever have problems with migraines before that you know of? Not that I knew of, no. Yeah, I never heard of that. Interesting. Man, that's a... 
Got to go. Yeah, tough boss. Gluten free. Right, so fix your, fix your the lead? diet. That's, it's always diet related, in my opinion. Migraines. All right, so you're on the fence on this one too. Leaning Giants or what? I'm leaning Giants and I'm leaning Chargers, but I, yeah. I, I'm not committing to those yet. Okay, I'm committed right. to Detroit. Okay, Cleveland plus eight and a half at Cincy. Who do you like here? I, I took the Browns. I know it's really ugly quarterback situation there, but I just can't in good conscience lay that many points with this Browns. I'm sorry, this Bengals team. They're really soft, aren't they? I kind of think it's the right side. I don't know. It just seems like this is the one game where like Andy Dalton, AJ Green can go nuts and you know get some. Their defense is not bad, Cincinnati. I know. Cole, I know. I don't know. I might take Cincinnati. I'm not sure. I got to think about it. <laughs> I didn't pick that. I knew it's Tuesday night. I just thought you know a lot of conviction from you, Liz. Yeah, I didn't. Pick, it's not. It's not one of my strong ones. Sometimes actually, some that I'm totally fifty fifty on end up being strong ones later when I look at it, but not yet. Tyler Cross got a big game here too. He's he's a little bit more expensive this week in DFS, but the Browns just totally are another team terrible against tight ends. But yeah. what's what's next? Bears plus thirteen and a half at Philly. I know who I like here. Yeah. Okay. So that's funny. I'm gonna end up giving a decent amount of points a couple times. I'm gonna lay lay the wood here. This Eagles team can just name your running back and it'll get five six yards per carry. And I, the main thing here is I just look at the opposing quarterback. And if they get out to a lead, I want to load up on this fantasy defense. Just Trubisky playing from behind. I think things could get very very ugly. Their strength is might just disappear with the deficit immediately. So I'm actually gonna lay the wood here. I like the Bears here, man. Jordan Howard is good, and the offensive line isn't bad. I think they're going to run the ball. I think the weather could be cold, and it's just going to be a smash-mouth tough game. Howard's not even on the field and passing downs. The spread's 14. It's just the game script doesn't point well for him at all. I guess Tariq Cohen got involved finally again last week, but I don't know. Uh, I I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a tough game. Man. Philly, I'm going to say like Philly 24 to – 19 or 27 to 19 or something all right okay i'm taking the points okay, okay. uh and it's such a i mean philly's a sell sell them they're, you know like they they're never going to be more, higher than this yeah i got you miami plus 16 and a half at new england i mean the Patriots just could win by you know 70 they can name their score but division rivalry buy low sell high i, I think new england's for you know not just for real but like they they've hit their stride now the question is can miami score 20 points i think that's the question if miami gets to 20 i think new england can win 34 to 20 or something you know but if miami can only get to like 13 they're not going to cover because new england's going to get to 30 so the question is can miami get to you know 17 to 20 and new england's defense isn't great but it's you know it's held they've done what they've had to do they've held teams to field goals they haven't really given up big plays i don't know i guess i'm taking miami but it's ugly yeah i'm with you here that's a, just such a big spread for a division team that usually plays them yeah but they're like tough miami is soft. That doesn't matter i, I don't care who's the quarterback either i guess maybe more at this point but just to not turn the ball over but um yeah i mean betting against new england you always feel dumb but this just corrected big time with the spread based on last week in which they were favored not nearly enough so i mean the I book think- has to overcompensate here right i mean if you're yeah. the book you have to be like let's just make a ridiculous spread yeah i mean you know the sharps you know they may be worried the sharps will hit miami but i can't imagine sharps being like yeah i want to get miami in new england like this is, it's never right. going to be a good bet right right agreed uh, i'll take miami all right buffalo plus 10 at kc I mean, I thought this line should be like six and a half, especially if Tyrod Taylor starts. Totally. 
that, that Tyra Taylor starting, by the way. Tyra Taylor starting. I, I don't care what they're saying. Yeah. Y- there would be a full-on mutiny by the players if they start that total scrub over a guy who's actually good. It's just, it's just I'm surprised. Sean McDermott went from, like, coach of the year candidate to he might lose this team. I mean, he has he to start make, Tyrod. Could make the playoffs. It's crazy, too. I mean, they were in the playoffs as as of last week. They were they were the sixth seed. He should go to the team and say, "Listen, I made a call. I thought it was right. It turned out to be wrong. Plus, management made me we do it because they don't like Tyrod, and I had to do it. Otherwise, they would have fired me. You know, he's got to make a speech to the team to explain what happened. I mean." He basically just gave away a win for them. These guys have been busting their ass since training camp, trying to make the playoffs. They're mu- they gave away half their good players. They're doing much better than expected. And the coach fucking sabotages them like that. I mean, that's really, I mean, that's, that's problematic, man. I, I, he's got to regain the locker room. Yeah, I know for sure. When they tra- since they traded Marcel Darius, their defense, boy, against the rush and I'm against the run and the pass, they've been falling apart, but I, I'm with you here. I mean, how bad of that? Maybe the chiefs are due for a bounce back, but I said that last week, they've been really mediocre for a good month plus now. So I'm assuming Tyrod plays and I'm down to use this. One of our five picks Definitely. taking the points. Definitely. Yeah, okay. No, for sure. That was no easy. Brainer. One of the easiest ones for me to just look at the spread and be like, really? I mean, that was just one of those instinctive ones. Yeah. Alex Smith is regressed big time. So, all right. Tampa Bay plus nine and a half at Atlanta. Atlanta's been good lately. I mean, they got a little lucky. Blair Washington misses that field goal. Pete Carroll totally botches that call, that stupid fake at the end of the half. They got a defensive touchdown during that game. I mean, you know, Seattle had all these injuries. So really, what was he thinking on that fake field goal? I, I don't understand. Luke Wilson's going to run it 35 right. yards. Exactly. Touchdown? Like, I, right. I mean, exactly. Like, even if there's he, no even point of getting the first down. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, don't, I, I don't know what he was thinking. It was, he, I think he felt bad for Deshaun Kaiser a lot the week before and wanted right. to take Sneak. some heat off of him. Say, hey, I guess know, I can do it too. It's a lot of points. So Atlanta's kind of a sack though. I don't know. They played a little better. They had two big wins. Who do you like here? I keep fading them, and they've not just won. They've impressed doing so. But I'll still take the points here, Tampa Bay. I think they can keep it, you know, within double digits. Tampa's really, they're kind of garbage. And, you know, Fitzpatrick's taken over, and he's, is, you know, certainly better than an injured Winston. You heard about Winston and that Uber driver? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. is Winston even coming back? <laughs> you know, he's not, it's not like he's that good that, like, they're going to necessarily look the other way. Yeah, and this is, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I right. mean, so apparently someone with him claims he, he swears that Winston didn't do anything, but yeah, right. I don't know. And then, you know, it's, it's a different era now. It's not the Roethlisberger yeah. era where you can kind of throw that stuff under the rug. You know? Right. Anyway, yeah, I'll probably take Tampa, too. I've got to think about that one. Yeah, I'm that's a tough one. I agree with you, though. That's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. Carolina minus four and a half at the Jets. Uh, I like this one. You like Carolina? No. You think the Jets will ugly this up and give Cam a hard time? Yeah, yeah. I think the Jets are good. That's a pretty massive line, so it would be 10 and a half. Uh, I mean, sorry, it would be, what would it be? Yeah, uh, 10, yeah, 10, 10 and a half, half in, in yeah. Carolina. I, I like McCown. I guess Carolina's defense is really good. They're I don't good. know. That, They're that good. So you disagree then? You, you're leaning Carolina? I'm not strong. I, I, I'd have to think about it. If you want right. to use it, you can. I'm not, you know. I, yeah, just, okay. I, just, I, I think if you want to use it, I want you to bookmark all the ones you want to use, and we'll figure it out at the end. <laughs> okay. All right. So Tennessee minus three and a half at Indy. I kind of like Indy here. I, I think yep. it's it's too much, man. It's too many points. The, the t- 
Titans are kind of soft. And, and as much as I want the Titans to be good with my preseason winning the division bet and whatnot, they're, they're just not very good. I don't even know if Mariota's good. Yeah. Mariota and Winston. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they're, I mean, give me the Colts here. We could use this if you want. Sure. Uh, I, I think Brissett's pretty good. And. T.Y. Hilton to make some plays. I think it'll be close in Indy. Yep. Okay, uh, Seattle minus seven or six and a half. It looks like seven at San Francisco. You you make the call here. You're the 40, you've been the 49ers whisperer. Yeah, not too much lately, but uh, this is actually, I'm super on the fence. This, this would be one of the stayaways. I think I settled on Seattle, but they're not really very good either. So Niners coming off a bye, but Bethard plays poorly, maybe quarterback switch. I'm leaning Seattle, but I, I don't feel strongly this one at all. I think I go San Francisco. I mean, Seattle's being treated like nothing's happened, right? They're they're laying seven. That's thirteen on the in Seattle. I know San Francisco's bad, but like, dude, Seattle's garbage. I mean, they've been losing what? at home. They've been losing at home to Atlanta. They lost at home to Washington. I mean, we can't treat Seattle like a top five team anymore. What an absolute terrific setup for Russell uh, Wilson's fantasy value, though. Yeah. They cannot run the ball. Their defense way worse than before. And like Jimmy Graham, suddenly the most dominant red zone guy, and they're treating him that way. And like a healthy Paul Richardson and Paul another touchdown. Just runs the ball. Yeah. He just thinks he's accounted for like 21 of the team's 22 touchdowns a season or something absurd. So he's he's the number one fantasy QB, right? Definitely. It's not even yeah. close. And I made it Jeff a bet a few weeks ago, Brady versus Wilson. And I think I'm going to win. It's not like he's not killing him now. I mean, Brady's still been pretty good. Brady's, that's yeah. the argument. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge on I might change my mind. I got to think about it, but you know, it's Seattle. I mean, it certainly is a, a buy low on them and it's not exactly the same 13 at home, seven on the road. Cause they just got to win the game. And then it's just by a little bit, yeah. you know, it's, it's still right. a little bit different. Whereas when the line's 13 at home, you might be able to win by 17, but you trade in right. some scoring for time and you let them score a garbage shot, you know, backdoor, which doesn't happen yeah. when you have the smaller line on the road. So I don't know. I'm, it's 49. I don't know. People, 49 suck. Yeah, I know. Traveling on a short week. Yeah, I don't know. I should probably. Who's short on a 50 yard field goal. Who does that? I, that's what I was, that's embarrassing. Like, you know, 52 these days is 45 10 years ago. I mean, the inflation of kicking has been massive. And you can miss wide right or wide left. You do not miss short on a field goal like that. I mean, that is a nutless monkey kick. Real man does yeah. not miss short. I don't care. Some guy commented on uh, the East Coast offense article. He said, I don't give a shit if you have to kick it 30 yards to the right or the upright. You do not miss short. <laughs> it's you true. Know? I mean, it's, yeah. if you miss short, it means it doesn't even matter that it was accurate. It, that's like you have no chance. Just kick the crap out of it and see where it goes. All right. Yeah, no, I know. Terrible. And, 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 of course, we're so used to, accustomed to all these long kicks. As, as long as we saw it center, we thought it, we all assumed it was good, right? Yeah, I thought it was good when I was watching it. I was like, he's got it. Exactly. Sweet. We're going to overtime. We'll get some more exactly. Jimmy Graham points. Yeah. Actually, worked yeah. out well. I won my NFFC contest. I was going against Coleman and Matt Ryan, and I had Jimmy Graham. and oh, I won nice. by like five, but I guess it's good that it didn't go to overtime, but it was mm-hmm. frustrating for the spread. By the way, so the Goskowski kick, it was worth 6.2 in NFFC, so it was better right. than the touchdown. Yeah. Goskowski kicked me a 6.2 point field goal. They should all be like that kicking score. And I love that. I think real life football should be kicking like fantasy kicking yeah. scoring. So like if you get a 25 yarder, it's 2.5 points. People right. can handle the decimal scoring, man. You know? So yeah, like so, you win. So teams would on purpose lose yards then. 
That's true. That is that is a moral hazard. You're right. Justin Tucker would be like getting paid twenty five million dollars a year because he'd be like, "Kick us a six, kick us a six. Like you know, that would be so awesome though. Because like you shouldn't like be incentivized to kick a field goal from the one yard line ever. You know, like this right. should never happen. Anyway, this is that's funny. But uh, but I was saying that the Patriots should have taken a delay of game because it was the end of the half. I think it was the end of the half, and they were up 14 nothing. They knew they were going to win. You take a delay of game, make it 67. That field goal was good from 75 that he hit for 62. Right, right, the altitude. Six, yeah. 67, you break the record. Like, why wouldn't you give the guy the record? It's not like the Raiders are going to come back. Just fucking take the delay of game. It would be such an exciting play. See if he can yeah. get the record. In a two-score game, they definitely should have done that. With Absolutely. That's fucking crazy they didn't do that. Yeah. All right. That's a nutless monkey move by Belichick. All right. Um, New Orleans plus two and a half at the Rams. The Rams were getting two and a half at, or no, was, yeah, the Rams were getting two and a half in Minnesota last week. Now yeah. New Orleans is getting two and a half at the Rams. Who do you like here? Yeah. Game of the week. This should be awesome. Can't wait to see what happens here. Uh, I just keep backing the saints. So I'm sticking with them. A uh, big over under here. I, it's, uh, I, I, I wish it was three getting the three, obviously, but I'm not going to let that deter me. I, I'm taking New Orleans. New Orleans is a really well-constructed uh, team. When you have running and defense and Breeze, like Breeze if you need him, but you don't use him like that, that's perfect. Uh, the problem is they lost Marshawn Lattimore, I think. Is he out or is he just questionable? Good question. I don't know that. I, you know who is out? Yeah, you know, it's funny Woods. that I'm even saying this, yeah. but I mean Robert Woods could be a loss for the, for the Rams. Yeah, I've been calling him the, the new Doug Baldwin. He's like that right. possession Good. guy who wasn't a big factor that suddenly is a star on a, on a better team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about this. My inclination was to take the Rams, but I'm not strong on it. They're both good teams, and, and the Rams yeah. don't defend the run that well, so the Saints may just power it down their throats. Saints are probably slightly better. You, you really have to believe in Goff to think he's going to go toe-to-toe with Breeze here. Price is uh, the same. You'd take Gurley over Ingram in this game, DFS lineup? Not necessarily. Yeah, I guess, okay. I guess so Gurley's favored. And yeah. doesn't really share carries as much as Ingram does, well, but Ingram's been close, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, okay, that should be a good one. Okay, um, Jacksonville minus four and a half at Arizona. Who do you have here? I took uh, Arizona. Uh, it's so funny that I ended up. <laughs> I got Gafford for zero dollars in Stopa. I wasn't going to have a quarterback with Cam Newton on by um, in a two superflex league, and he looked good. So, uh, but this is obviously a tough matchup. But I'll take the home dog. Like Jacksonville, they're just going to have to continue to win with like defensive scores to cover spreads like this on the road with the way their offense is set up. And that's obviously with Fournette apparently going to be banged up the rest of the year, too. So I took the home dog here. What about you? I'm with you. I think that Arizona can lose 16 to 13 or whatever. Yeah. Okay. We could use that if you want. I'm not like yeah. loving it. There probably will be a defensive touchdown. It is Gabbert. It seems like a shrewd play, though, I feel like. Yep. Denver plus five at Oakland. I think I like Denver here, man. It might be, it's going to be Paxton Lynch, though. That's the only thing. It's yeah. first start ever, but I don't see how that's a downgrade. And uh, Osweiler was okay, actually. Yeah, he was okay. But there's, they have to audition Lynch. Yeah. Who do you like here? Oakland? No, I like Denver. I keep I keep picking them, and they're making me keep losing with them. I mean, I thought they were going to handle the Bengals, but no, I, I think Oakland's defense is really the worst in the NFL. And Denver, maybe they've totally packed it in, but this is still you know more than three, even more than the four. So I, that's a key number, though. Give me the points here. 
Yeah, you know what's funny is Denver, oddly, has allowed the most touchdown passes this year of any team. Really? I didn't, real, I didn't know that. But they've, huh. but they've also allowed the sixth fewest yards. And so Oakland, remember, Carr used to throw like so many touchdown passes, but had like seven YPA. So it's kind of a battle between these two teams that, you know, <laughs> Carr will throw like three touchdowns and throw right. 140 yards this game or something. Yeah, the, so the Broncos are tied with 22 TD pass allowed. Their YPA allowed 6.7. The team they're tied with, the Texans, 8.2. Exactly. It's very <laughs> anomalous how many TD passes they've allowed. Yeah. Part of it was right. the Eagles. I think threw like five on them that one week. Yeah, perfect matchup, though, for Carr. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It, it, it mirrors Carr exactly. I just think Carr sucks. Carr's like a poor man's Paxton Lynch. Well, I'd take Broncos if you want. All right. Well, I can use them. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. All right, what uh, next? Well, I, I want you to write down the ones you like, and I'll write down the ones I like, and then we'll talk about it. Well, okay. All right. Green Bay plus 14 at Pittsburgh. There's another one that I actually laid the points. Um, I don't know, because Pittsburgh's defense is good. They could just name the points. I feel like so much better at home. Green Bay just looked so bad last week. I just when you have such a quarterback problem, it's tough. I don't mind the Miami quarterback with a backdoor cover in New England, but like Chicago, Green Bay's QB situation so shaky. I'm willing to lay the wood. Yeah, I think I'm going to lay the wood here too. It's funny because uh, Rufus and I, he was like having us guess the lines, me and his friend. And I, I would say like the line, and his friend would say whether I was over, you know, less or more. Mm-hmm. And I made this twelve. And then immediately when I said it, I was like, oh, man, I should have said like 11 and a half. And his friend said under. And then he was like 14. It's like this is a huge line for Pittsburgh right. and Green Bay. But I'm going to lay the wood, too. I think it, it is a public team. But I, I just think that it just sets up badly for the Packers. It's just one of those games that's going to get away from them. Yep. Agreed. All right. And then Houston plus seven at Baltimore. Man, that's a big line for a terrible Baltimore offense, but I think I'm going to lay the wood. Yeah, me too. I know for an over under of just 38 and a terrible offense, that's a big line, but their defense could just pitch its fourth shutout of the season, which would be crazy. I mean, Savage is, is bad and the, the Ravens are really, really good defense. So uh, I'm with you. I reluctantly would lay that, lay the points here. Yeah. This will be a barbaric exhibit on Monday night. All right. I'm going to keep doing it until I just get like carted off to prison for doing it too many times. Um, well, I posted this actually. Some, I, I think I almost, I stole your joke I, on right. Twitter. I came across this entering. I think he was entering. Yeah. Entering last week, he completed 16.7% of his passes in the red zone. 16%. Right. Yeah. And someone said something like savage or called him a savage. And I'm like truly barbaric quarterback player yeah. or something like that. Totally stole your line. And it, ne- it never gets old, man. It just doesn't get old. All right. Let's go over our five. So I would use Detroit personally, but if you don't want to use that, we don't have to. Um, we're using for sure. We're using Buffalo. Yep. And we're using Indy. Yep. And that's the only two for sure that we're using. So who yeah. do you like? Well, the other the other ones I wrote down were Arizona uh-huh. and Denver. So well, me, I wrote the Jets, but I, I you okay, can go let's the just Lions. do an experiment. Which one do you like the best out of those three? Uh, Cardinals, Broncos. Um, who do you like the best? Let's go, um, let's go uh, Broncos. All right, so let's use Oakland for that one. I'm serious. Let's just try this. Just do an experiment. Come on. Bear with okay. me here. 
But I, I think there's some incentive for us. I gotta, we got to figure out what that stretch is, though. I know. That's why I'm taking this seriously the way I'm doing it. Oakland, yes. And uh, what else? You like – I could go with Zona. Fine. Zona, Oakland, and Carolina then because you like the Jets? Yeah. Let's, let's try that, okay? <laughs> oh, but you're sticking with the one that you're saying. You're saying. I'm sticking with the two that we agree on, like the two that I like, which are – I also like Buffalo, and I also like – Indy. Right. And then we're going to go against you with Oakland. Yeah. Against you with Carolina. And then let's just do Pittsburgh since I think you, you and I are both pretty good on Pittsburgh. Okay. You down with this experiment? You can, you uh-huh. know what? If it goes wrong, I will, I will take responsibility. <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right. We good? Are you All okay right. with that? Come on. Yeah, let's do it. Let's win yeah. this 15 grand, man. Let's win this 15 grand. <laughs> Because, you know, right. we didn't tell people, but we found out that there's a $15,000 sort of consolation prize for the people who do the best over the last five weeks or so. Yeah, I need to figure out the details on that. Yeah, okay, figure it out. Get back to me. But let, let's just go over it one more time. Buffalo, Indy, yep. Oakland, Carolina, and Pittsburgh, right? Yep. All right, yep. You, you good with that? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I love it. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. Good. Good talking. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Later, Liz. Oh, yeah. You too, man. Have a good Thanksgiving.